December 9th, 1965, 7.30 p.m. on CBS, a Charlie Brown Christmas debuted. Uh, It was the first time that the characters of Peanuts had been animated, that we had heard voices, uh, seen them moved. They had been a comic strip, as most of you know, by Charles Schultz up until that point. But they came up with this idea to make it into a television show. It, it, It was not thought... Uh, by many of the people, even those who helped create it, that it was going to be successful. The producer, the executive producer, they were getting ready to apologize to Coca-Cola who was sponsoring the whole thing because they didn't think it was going to go anywhere. And we know what happened after that. It was wildly successful. From 1965 till 2000, every year on CBS it was aired at Christmas. From 2001 to 2019, ABC had the rights. They aired it every year, 2001, 2019. Now you have to have Apple Plus in order to get it because these are the horrible times that we live in. <laughs> but for many of you, this has become a part of your Christmas tradition. Some of you own the DVD. I won't ask you if you own the VHS because some of you probably do. Yes, for many of us, we grew up with this story. We, we, we grew up watching it. You know the lines. You know what's going to happen. And there are certain parts of this, of this show that are iconic. Like when you think of a Charlie Brown Christmas program, you think of specific things. Or when you hear those things, you automatically associate them with the movie. For some of us, what is iconic about this movie is the music. We know the music as soon as we hear it. For example, this song from the opening sequence. Whenever you hear that song, whether you hear the words or just the music, you know where it's from. That ethereal children's choir sound, you know that's from uh, Charlie Brown. Or, how about this banger? want to get up and dance don't you some of you you want to you want to do some of those moves you just know that goes with this movie 
thanks to the creative jazz genius of Vince Guaraldi that's sort of imprinted on our minds. So for some of us, what is iconic about this movie is the music. Immediately associate that with this, with this show. Uh, for others, uh, it's the tree. Right? When you think of Charlie Brown Christmas, you think of that, that tree. Uh, Charlie uh, Brown is commissioned. He is sent by the rest of the kids in the Christmas play to go find, quote, the nicest metal tree he can find, right? The kids wanted something contemporary, something up-to-date, so they send Charlie Brown out to find the nicest metal tree he can find, and you know what happens next. Watch this. Well, I guess we better concentrate on finding a nice Christmas tree. I suggest we try those searchlights, Charlie Brown. This really brings Christmas close to a person. Fantastic. still make wooden Christmas trees? This little green one here seems to need a home. I don't know, Charlie Brown. Remember what Lucy said? This doesn't seem to fit the modern spirit. I don't care. We'll decorate it and it'll be just right for our play. Besides, I think it needs me. Linus's great line, do they still make wooden Christmas trees? Isn't that great? Yeah, that's what some of you associate with this movie. As a matter of fact, it's become iconic. When somebody says a Charlie Brown Christmas tree, you know exactly what they mean, and it's not a compliment. Yeah, all of these pieces of this movie that come to mind at Christmas time. I, I think for a lot of us, though, it was that scene we watched a few minutes ago. <clears throat> Linus reciting the Christmas story from Luke 2. That's sort of the, the focus of the, of the movie. The, everything is moving towards that moment. It's kind of the transformative moment within the movie. I want to read that, that passage again. Linus reads it from the KJV. He's a KJV-only kind of guy, so I'm going to respect that. We're going to read it from the KJV this morning. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field. Keeping watch over their flocks by night, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. And Linus takes his blanket over to Charlie Brown and says, That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. And it is. It is this moment that everything in the movie has been moving towards. It resolves the tension of everything that has come before that scene in the movie and it almost wasn't in the movie I don't know if you know this part 
The producers, the executives went to Charles Schultz and says, you know, religion is kind of divisive. It can be controversial. Do we have to leave this scene in the movie? And Schultz's response was, if we don't tell this part of the story, who will? Who else is going to put this in their Christmas special but us? And it stayed. And it's the moment that many of us think about when we think about this movie. Now, the challenge for Charlie Brown is getting to that moment. He had to wade through struggles and, and difficulties and tension and conflict in his own life to get to this special moment that most of us remember. For example, there was, there was emotional tension for Charlie Brown. He says at the beginning of the movie, it just doesn't feel like Christmas. He's down, he's, he's depressed, he's wrestling with all of the hard emotions of Christmas. Take a look at this scene. I think there must be something wrong with me, Linus. Christmas is coming, but I'm not happy. I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. I just don't understand Christmas, I guess. I like getting presents and sending Christmas cards and decorating trees and all that, but I'm still not happy. I always end up feeling depressed. Charlie Brown, you're the only person I know who can take a wonderful season like Christmas and turn it into a problem. Maybe Lucy's right. Of all the Charlie Browns in the world, you're the Charlie Browniest. Yeah, of all the Charlie Browns in the world, you're the Charlie Browniest. And those are funny lines, except that a lot of people feel that way, right? It's just... I just don't feel right. I, don't, I, I, I know I'm supposed to be happy. Everybody else seems to be happy. I'm not happy. He, he had to work through that, the emotional tension. He had to work through relational tension as well. He wanted a Christmas card. Right? Is that so much to ask for? Is there anybody out there that likes me enough to send me a card? Now, we know the whole theme of Charlie Brown is he's the outcast and the loner. He's the one that gets the rock in the Halloween special. He's the one that gets the football pulled out from under him every time he tries to kick it. And in the Charlie Brown Christmas program, he's the one who desperately wants a Christmas card and doesn't get it. Watch this. Rats. Nobody sent me a Christmas card today. I almost wish there weren't a holiday season. I know nobody likes me. Why do we have to have a holiday season to emphasize it? Thanks for the Christmas card you sent me, Violet. I didn't send you a Christmas card, Charlie Brown. Don't you know sarcasm when you hear it? I don't know about you, but I kind of like passive-aggressive Charlie Brown, right? I can relate to that guy. I just drop in the thanks for the Christmas card when Violet and Charlie Brown both know she didn't send the Christmas card. I, I see that guy. I, I relate to that guy. Um, Charlie Brown's got emotional tension. He's got relational tension. Things aren't working out with his friends. He's dealing with his own anxiety, his own fears, things that he's worried about. He comes to Christmas, like before he gets to the big moment, he's got to wade through all of his emotional struggles. Fortunately for Charlie Brown, he had a therapist that could help him identify all of his problems. Watch this. 
All right, now. What seems to be your trouble? I feel depressed. I know I should be happy, but I'm not. Well, as they say on TV, the mere fact that you realize you need help indicates that you are not too far gone. I think we better pinpoint your fears. If we can find out what you're afraid of, we can label it. Are you afraid of responsibility? If you are, then you have hypengeophobia. I don't think that's quite it. How about cats? If you're afraid of cats, you have aneurophasia. Well, sort of, but I'm not sure. Are you afraid of staircases? If you are, then you have climacophobia. Maybe you have thalassophobia. This is fear of the ocean. Or chephorobia, which is the fear of crossing bridges. Or maybe you have pantophobia. Do you think you have pantophobia? What's pantophobia? The fear of everything. That's it! Charlie Brown's got some issues. He's got anxiety and fear, not over one thing, but over everything, pantophobia. There is also a cultural tension that he's trying to work through in the movie. He's bothered by uh, the commercialism in Christmas. He's trying to find a deeper, real meaning to this season and, and the fact that everybody seems to be focused on everything other than the, the main story of Christmas bothers him. Watch this. What's going on here? What's this? Find the true meaning of Christmas when money, 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 spectacular, super colossal, neighborhood Christmas lights and display contest. Lights and display contest? Oh, no. My own dog gone commercial. I can't stand it. Oh. <laughs> so there's that tension of, of what is real and, and, and uh, what we should be focused on. And all around him, it seemed, people were focused on all of the wrong things. So there's this cultural tension in his life. On top of that, there are responsibilities and pressure and stress that he's under. He's been asked to direct the Christmas play. And so everything he feels like hinges on him. He has so much to do. There's lines to rehearse. There's lighting to consider. There's, there's blocking and staging that all needs to be done. So he, he has this pressure of responsibility and stress in his life. And that didn't go well either. Watch this. All right. Quiet, everybody. Our director will be here any minute, and we'll start rehearsal. Director? What director? Charlie Brown. Oh, no. We're doomed. This will be the worst Christmas play ever. Here he comes. Attention, everyone. Here's our director. Man's best friend. Well, it's real good seeing y'all here. As you know, we are going to put on the Christmas play. Due to the shortage of time, we'll get right down to work. One of the first things to ensure a good performance is strict attention to the director. I'll keep my directions simple. If I point to the right, it means focus attention stage right. If I make a slashing motion across my throat, it means cut the scene short. If I make a revolving motion with my hand, it means pick up the tempo. If I spread my hands apart, it means slow down. It's the spirit of the actors that count. The interest that they show in their director. Am I right? I said, am I right? <laughs> so all of the pressure is on him, and he has a bunch of people who 
don't want to pay him any attention. Like anything he suggests, they're against. Anything he wants, they're not satisfied with, kind of like some of the people who live in your house probably, right? It's never enough. It's never satisfying. You never do the right thing. There was, there was just all of these things Charlie Brown had to wade through in order to get to the real meaning of Christmas. And you've had to wade through some things to get to tonight. Right? There's been shopping and and wrapping and, and, and packing and maybe you're traveling maybe you've already traveled maybe you're planning to travel there's there's expectations there's there's struggles there's there's perhaps fears and anxiety in your heart and your in, in your thoughts right now we start December always very hopeful for most of us we start very hopeful. We set up the tree and we, we put up the lights and we get all the decorations and we make our list and, and we plan our parties and, and our get-togethers and we're on the front end of December and we know there's gonna be a lot to do but there's this hopeful sense and, and we arrive at tonight sometimes a little worn out. We arrive at Christmas Eve a little worn down having made our way through or maybe still making our way through difficulties maybe some of them the very same difficulties that charlie brown had to wade through maybe it's emotional for you it just hasn't seemed like christmas you you've tried everybody else is happy you're not happy and maybe there's not a reason for it maybe there's something specific and you know this is what's weighing my emotions down or maybe you don't know what it is it's just there it's just there and and day after day as you've moved through the Christmas season it's been with you and you haven't been able to shake it maybe it's relational tension maybe there's a conflict maybe there's a a a break or or a just a distance or a coldness in a relationship that is very important to you and maybe you've tried to do what you can do and there's just been no progress whatsoever and so you come to christmas eve with that heaviness of relational tension distance conflict maybe it's fears maybe maybe it's anxieties when Charlie Brown said that's it to pantophobia you understood that because there's not one thing specifically it's kind of everything in general it's it's the mass collection of all of the things that have been pulling at you this Christmas all of the anxieties maybe that get surfaced at Christmas Christmas can do that for some of us it surfaces all of those worries and fears and anxieties And you say to yourself perhaps sometimes that it's irrational to feel this way about this, but it doesn't make it go away for some of us. It doesn't make it disappear for some of us. There's cultural tension maybe you feel. Look, we arrive at Christmas Eve this year, and there are a lot of really big things going on in the world, aren't there? There are issues and and perspectives and, and, and wars and violence and conflict around the world. And, and we arrive at this Christmas Eve in the midst of a lot of cultural tension. And some of those are very important. Some of those have lasting consequences, and it would be right 
to have a side or to have an opinion or, or to have a thought. It would be right to be concerned or upset or even burdened. But if I could, if I could give you a free piece of advice, all of my advice is free, by the way, if you haven't noticed. You get what you pay for. That thing that has bothered you so much may not add much to the next 48 hours of your Christmas celebration. Like I know you have a side and you, you have an opinion and, and you have a perspective and that's all well and good but maybe for the next 48 hours you set some of those things aside and be with the people that you need to be with in the next day and a half. Love the people that you need to love. Receive love from them that you need to receive. Like maybe that issue that, that's really big, that's really consequential, maybe it doesn't have to drive the next 48 hours. Just one example, one of many, one example. The war against the war on Christmas might be more damaging to you than it is helpful to others. Like I get Charlie Brown's emotion, commercialism. I get his emotion for having an opinion there, for being bothered there. But sometimes <clears throat> that thing we're angry about, that thing we've picked a side on, that, that we have our perspective on, is doing more damage to you than it is, to help, than it is helping anyone else that it's distracting you from Christmas more than it is giving you meaning this Christmas. Or maybe it's responsibility and stress and pressure. And in your mind, even as we're working through this uh, worship service today, you're already thinking about, well, we gotta do this and we gotta do that. I've gotta check that off. And all of these things still have to be done. And maybe this is the moment to just breathe. Like there was that transformational moment in the Charlie Brown Christmas show where everything stopped, music stopped, there was a spotlight on Linus, he had his blanket, and he just said, don't forget, this is what's important. For all of those other things, many of them important, many of them issues that you may pick back up again on December 26th, I promise you they'll still be there. All of the things you're worried about and anxious about, all of the things that are weighing you down, all of the opinions that you have, and big global issues, they will all be there on December 26th, but maybe for the next 36 to 48 hours, you would push all of that back, and you would just concentrate on Jesus, what he has done for us. In the midst of all of the struggles, in the midst of all of the things that we have to get through, Christ came. Christ came. He stepped into this world, born in a manger, taking on flesh. He lived and loved and forgave. He showed us how to live. He showed us what was possible if we trust him, if we follow him, if we believe in him, God sent his son into the world to be our savior. To be the one who made this night possible. Listen to the beginning of Luke chapter 2. In those days, 
Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. If you weren't here at the beginning of this series, back the last Sunday of November, we talked about the nightmare before Christmas, and we all sort of agreed, it's not Christmas, it's everything it takes to get to Christmas that is such a burden. Well, we're there. We're there. We're on this holy day, this holy night, when Jesus came, not to take away all of our burdens, not to take away all of our struggles, but to be in all of our struggles, to be with us in all of our burdens and all of our challenges. Whatever you've made it through this season, whatever you've survived this season, whatever is still lingering there, whatever hurt or challenge or emotion is still there, Christ is with you tonight. Christ is with you this day offering his peace offering his peace he was described as the prince of peace Paul tells us to let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts let the peace of Christ rule take over let the peace of Christ rule over our fears over our anxieties, over our struggles and our shortcomings, over the relational tension that maybe some of us feel even on this day. Let the peace of Christ rule over the stress and pressure that you may be feeling, even the sense of loss that some may be feeling. Let the peace of Christ rule over everything in your heart this Christmas. Our candle lighting is um, this beautiful sign, this, this visible demonstration of the peace of Christ moving throughout our room. The band's gonna come back and we're gonna sing and we're gonna light our candles as a remembrance that the peace of Christ can rule in your heart. The peace of Christ can be at home in your heart if you are surrendered to him. We're gonna do something just a little bit different this year. There are some, some candles down front and the tension for some of us as we come to this day and this night is that there is someone not at Christmas this year that once was. There's an empty chair this year. And maybe it's the first year for some, and maybe it's the 10th year, or maybe it's the 30th year. If you, if you would like, 
At, at the beginning of this song, we're going to invite any of you who would, who would like to light a candle to remember someone's presence, to remember what they mean to you, to signify that their light is still shining because of the person of Jesus. We're gonna invite you to come at the very beginning of this song. Just step out from where you are and come to the front. And then we're going to light candles throughout the room. Let's pray. God, we ask that your spirit of peace would come to us uh, we've made it through a lot. Uh, we've made it through the busyness and the, the hectic nature and the, and the rush. And some of us have made it through fears and anxieties and, and discouragement and depression that surfaces this time of year in some of our hearts. Some of us are, are making it through relational conflict and tension. But we arrive at this moment where we set our hearts on you. For at the end of the day, whatever else we pile on top of Christmas, you are the center of Christmas. You are our peace. You are our hope. May we celebrate you in the midst of whatever else is happening in our Christmas this year. I pray it in Christ's name. Amen. Would you stand?